Be joined in this segment by Springfield Police Chief Kenny Winslow. And uh, Chief, first of all, uh, as a taxpaying citizen here in Springfield, I want to personally thank you for the job that your crew did on Friday responding to that shooting at Bunn. I mean, that's something we never want to see ever in the community. You guys handled it professionally. You handled it efficiently. And, and I think it, uh, it diffused a lot of the situation, you know, by the professionalism of the Springfield Police Department. Uh, kudos on a great job. Well, Chris, thank you. The men and women out there did an outstanding job, and uh, you trained for that day, and you hope it never comes. And uh, uh, they worked flawlessly together with the fire department, uh, other law enforcement agencies. It wasn't just the Springfield Police Department out there. It was all the fellow law enforcement professionals of Sagamon County. And it goes to the – it's a testament to the working relationship we have with those agencies. But it was the men and women out there on the front scene who did a good job, and uh, also the employees. The employees at Bunn, obviously they had been through training. They followed their training uh, – uh, saw some real heroes there that day. So, uh, again, you know, horrible situation, tragic situation, and uh, we just pray for the families of the victims and the employees out there that they're able to heal and move forward. You guys um, have been doing all kinds of uh, drills. I've covered them. Uh, Chris has seen them. Typically, it's in schools where you've got this multi-agency approach, including, like, firefighters taking part in uh going in and with uh, medics and so on. Um, how is that training, um, I guess, in a way, differ from what you guys faced Friday? Uh, you know, large numbers of people uh, in both situations, uh, multiple buildings, multiple rooms with people all over the place in both situations, I would imagine. But what other elements do you think um, may have um, been a bit different from what you guys saw in your training of dealing with uh, the possibility of a shooter in, in a school building? Well, Greg, you know, we've been doing active shooter training pretty much since Columbine. I think most departments across the state started that and across the country started that after Columbine. And the training continues to evolve. You know, the location uh, can always change. You never know where it's going to be. Uh, you know, the schools get a lot of uh, attention just because of all the school shootings that we've seen. But we also have worked on workplace things. And uh, our uh, ERT folks have been through the Bun building in the past. We have uh, been through several of our large facilities in town over the years, making sure that we have floor plans, you know, and are halfway familiar with those uh, buildings. Again, though, you know, sometimes those things change, renovations occur, and it's it's a constant challenge every year to just kind of keep up on it. But, you know, again, it can't be just the police and first responders uh, training. You know, it has to be for the employees, too, you know, and uh, we saw that play out on Friday with the employees of Bun having been trained. Springfield Police Chief Kenny Winslow is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Chief, we're rolling into a holiday weekend, 4th of July, and obviously safety a big concern. What is uh, what what is being planned by Springfield Police here to uh, kind of keep uh, in charge of the traffic and other th- problems that crop up on 4th of July? Well, we know with the 4th of July and most holidays, it's a busy travel weekend, and you know, traffic safety and public safety are our number one priority. Uh, we'll be out there enforcing uh, the seatbelt laws, the distracted driving laws, the speeding, uh, the DUIs, you know, what we call the fatal five, making sure that we are out there enforcing those laws this weekend. So we ask everybody to please comply. Uh, additionally, you know, uh, a lot of fireworks stands there, a lot of fireworks shows are not going on. Uh, we do have Rock the Dock on Saturday night, which is a good thing for our community, but there's several communities that don't have anything. So we're seeing a lot of DIY events popping up. We've been seeing them for the last couple of weeks, a lot of fireworks complaints. Um, Again, fireworks in Illinois, other than novelty fireworks, are illegal. Uh, it's not our goal to go out there and write a bunch of tickets, but we have received, and anecdotally speaking, because I haven't looked at the numbers, a lot of complaints here recently in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I know back on back several years ago, 
uh, on a call I was on where a young man had an M80 go off in his hand and he lost some fingers over it, you know. So they are dangerous. Uh, they are illegal unless you have a permit, a permit, a professional permit to set them off. So we would ask people to please refrain from that and go attend like the Rock the Dock, uh, the more professional uh, permitted uh, activities. Chief Winslow is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMY. Yeah, getting back to that M80, it seems even too, Chief, that, that even more powerful. I mean, for some reason, it seems like the fireworks going off around town this year seem to be a little more powerful. I mean, some of them are like actually shaking the house, you know, when they go off. Is that just my imagination or have you seen that with the ones that you've inspected? I have not personally seen that, but I have been told that there's been large fireworks that have went off, you know, and then you always get the ones who, uh, to get a, no pun intended, but to get a bigger bang, they throw them in the dumpsters, that kind of thing. That way they give a higher compression rate, uh, make louder noises, et cetera. So uh, it is something we've been working, you know, trying to address. We've had a couple of details out. You know, our first instance, a lot of times, especially when these are typically kids or young adults, is, is compliance and respect. You know, they don't understand how it affects, you know, people's pets. They don't understand how it affects people who may be suffering from PTSD, some of our war vets, that kind of thing. And, again, you know, uh, no one's against having a little fun loans and some permit it in a proper uh, process, you know, but leave it to the professionals is what we ask everybody to do. And, again, this doesn't include novelty items such as sparklers, snakes, snaps, that kind of stuff. Those things are not regulated or illegal. Got a couple of uh, um, kind of separate issues here. Uh, one, um, we've seen the violence in Chicago, vastly different than what Springfield's experiencing, of course. Um, but uh, the, the, the police chief up there in Chicago, David Brown, the superintendent, He's been really hammering on uh, this issue of letting people out of uh, jail um, for whatever policies they have up there. Um, He says they need to stop doing that. They need to hold people for unlawful use of weapon charges or open air drug charges, saying those are precursors to some of the violence up there. Are we seeing that type of thing happen in Springfield uh, when it comes to um, releasing people um, uh, too easily for certain kinds of charges leading to that type of violence? Well, obviously, the judicial process isn't just the law enforcement side. Obviously, the judges and the prosecutors have a job to do, and I respect what they do here in Sagamon County. Um, they have to look at each case as a case specific. We don't always agree, but that's you know part of the system. So uh, th- that's the judge's decision whether they're going to let somebody out or what the bond's going to be. Uh, you know, obviously, the legislators do the COVID, uh, let some people out of prison earlier. Um, some people that were let out, you know, were convicted murderers. Uh, none were released to our community, at least that we're aware of or been notified of. But I am familiar with uh, other jurisdictions from speaking to chiefs who called and asked, hey, have you gotten any of these, that kind of thing. Um, again, those are the tough decisions to make. They're not the police department's decision to make. And, you know, we try to disrespect the process and uh, move forward. But, you know, I will say that obviously one of the biggest things I think that we have seen over the years in the last few years is when they made possession of a weapon, um, a misdemeanor, you know, so if you get caught with a weapon, you're not going to get jail time. You know, you're typically going to get, you know, a fine and that's it, you know, and, and it, I'm not talking about possession of a weapon by somebody who just doesn't have a, a FOID card to just move here and they're not familiar with the process. What I'm talking about is people who legally own or possess a weapon uh, that are Illinois residents and know the laws, that kind of thing. So it, it is frustrating, you know, and then we have some of our um, people that we've uh, in our folks deterrence program, we'll pick them up. And they'll have previous weapon charges, and they've never done prison time on those weapon charges. So it is frustrating at that time. I've always said, I'm not for one that says that, you know, you can just always um, 
throws them away and lock away the, you know throw them away and lock them away. That's not what it's about. It's about are they redeemable? And if they are redeemable, then you know everybody deserves a second chance in life. But with that said, do they need a third, fourth, fifth time? You know that's where it comes down to. But again, it's not my job to to do that or law enforcement job. Our job is just to present the case to the state's attorney and the prosecutors and let them uh, work through the system along with the judges and the juries. So again, um, I think they do a pretty good job. It's not a perfect system, but it's the fair system, fair system around the world. Uh, again, is there room for improvements? Maybe so, but it would be nice to see that uh, those repeated gun offenders be uh, held a little more accountable. Police Chief Kenny Winslow joins us with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Final question from me, uh, back to the tragedy at Bunn. Um, what kind of updates can we expect today, if any, in that investigation? Yeah, we'll be putting something out later this afternoon, I anticipate. Uh, again, this isn't going to be a fast process. You know, it's going to be a long investigation. We kind of know, I feel comfortable with the who, what, where, how, it's the why that we're trying to get through there, you know, and uh, and that's what we're trying to do for the victims of the family. And we're working hard to try to figure that out. Uh, we may not, we may never get that. Obviously, it may have died with the victims and the suspect, but we're doing our best to try to uh, answer those questions for the families. We'll work it as long as we can, and you know, until we exhaust all leads, and then we'll go from there. But uh, we are making some progress. Um, we'll be holding an update later this afternoon. Then after this afternoon, I don't really anticipate any further updates until we uh, complete all interviews and uh, get back some electronic uh, evidence. So we'll have more this afternoon sometime. Terrific. Chief, listen, thank you so much for everything you do. And uh, anytime you need us, call, okay? Okay. Thank you, Chris. Have a good day. You bet. Uh, Chief Kenny Winslow here at News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY.